0: i'm fired up about being fired let's talk about that i'm nico fidelli
1: and i'm britney fidelli
0: and this is for for the the Republic. republic the only thing we have to fear is fear itself ask not what your country
1: can do for you mr gorbachev tear down this wall Welcome back to another episode of For the Republic. We're so happy you've joined us today. If you're watching, please like this video and share it with all of your friends. If you're listening, please consider leaving us a review. It would help us out a lot. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and hit that bell icon so that you can be notified every Sunday night when a new episode premieres at 7 p.m. So, Nico, you got a can this week. What, uh, What happened?
0: I did. I was actually fired on October 1st for not complying with a COVID vaccine mandate.
1: Nice, a COVID vaccine mandate. So your company, what, your corporate, required everyone to get vaccinated? Yeah,
0: this came from the top down, required everybody in our company to be vaccinated. Thousands of employees, a big company, uh, the second largest broadcast company in the nation, came down with this vaccine mandate, and those who didn't comply by a certain date, they were terminated.
1: Wow. So this was this was company wide. Were there any exceptions, uh, medical or religious? Not
0: really. There was very few medical exemptions. I know of one person that was able to get a medical exemption. I don't even know where they were. Somewhere in the country, not not anywhere local here. Um, they were able to get a a medical exemption because the last time they got a vaccine, they actually almost died. So yeah. wow, that, that was that was the only exemption that I know of. No wow. religious exemption actually there was somebody in uh our area that tried that worked for the same company that tried to get a religious exemption they were just completely denied so
1: wow so this didn't just affect like a small number of people it didn't just affect you or a couple others it affected quite a large number of employees then
0: yep uh our corporate sent out an email saying that this would affect around 600 employees so similar to like united airlines and the airliners that are requiring vaccine mandates Mm -hmm. yeah so this was a big deal And quite frankly, I'm really upset about it because I didn't lose my job for performance. I didn't lose my job because I was insubordinate. I didn't lose my job for doing anything wrong. I lost my job because I didn't comply with a medical decision that our corporate thought they needed to make for me
1: yeah, I can see where that would really upset you. um and and it looks like that you're not alone in this. This is happening kind of all over the country. It's happening in a lot of different fields. We're seeing this a lot in the medical field. We're seeing mm-hmm. it a lot um in in uh, some of the larger corporations. and we've seen the uh, the Biden mandate for yeah. uh, private companies that have over a hundred employees. so this is this is happening all over the country,
0: yeah. and pretty soon this is going to affect more than just. Uh, big corporations. This is going to affect uh, employers that are over 100 employees. Uh, we, we still don't know what that looks like yet. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that could get struck down in some sort of court decision or something like that. But if that was to affect, that would affect over 100 million Americans. So mm-hmm. a large portion of the workforce. And w- experiencing this firsthand, I just want to encourage you out there, if you're worried about a mandate, if you're worried about losing your job if you're worried that somebody is going to try to force you to make a medical decision, I want you to stand by what your convictions are. Uh, And you are not alone in this. Um, It is unfortunate that, you know, we we can't see what comes next. We don't know what our future holds at the moment. But, you know, we trust God that he will take us into the direction that he wants us. Mm -hmm. As one door closes, another one will open. We believe that. Mm -hmm. We have faith in that. And I want to just encourage you guys out there that— you know, if, if you end up losing your job at the end of the day, it's just a job. I mean, I was doing something that I love to do. So this wasn't, this wasn't something that, you know, that I was happy losing. I'm very upset about it. And I was actually being groomed to be in a very, uh, a large position at, at my location. So I mean, there was a, there was basically my broadcast career was ended because of this vaccine mandate,
1: right? So you you made this decision, and this decision it, it didn't just affect like a, a low level position; it affected right. your your future, uh, a possible a possible career.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So why did you make the decision? Why did you like what led you to decide to stick with your conviction and not to get vaccinated?
0: Yeah. So a uh, uh, one of the big deciding factors was actually. Um, you, you helped me decide this and, um, I always, always wanted to stick by what my conviction was. Um, but I, there was a, there was a point where I was willing to sacrifice that in order to keep a job and you helped me, you talked me off the ledge and we came to the conclusion that that was the wrong thing to do. Um, if you want to take this COVID vaccine for your health, then I encourage you to do so. Um, but don't I encur, also encourage you not to if you were doing it just to keep a job? Mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody should have to make a medical decision in order just to keep a job, and that was kind of the deciding factor for me. Is that you know, yes, I want to have financial stability for our family, but compromising what I think is best for my health and my family, I I don't think that. That it is good in the long run, right. you know, it might, it might help us in the short term to ensure that financial stability, but in the long run, I think that, that it would be, it would be detrimental to our family and detrimental to, um, things that might, might correspond in the future and who knows what would come of this.
1: Right. right. And I think, I think that's a, a really interesting thing to point out, um, that, it's easy to make this decision based on a short term financial thought. Yeah. And I think that that's where it's so it's such an important part of our lives to have um, to have God be the the head of our household, so to speak, mm-hmm. because we don't really have to worry about that. Um, and that's something that I did not always I didn't always carry that. Uh, thought process, but actually you um, really influenced me in that early on in our marriage. And so now we don't make our financial decisions based on short term or anything yeah. like that. We make our financial decisions based on God. And so I think that that's uh, a really important thing to point out that some people are feeling unstable and they're feeling like they have nowhere to turn and they're feeling like they're being forced into a decision in order to be able to uh, you know pay their bills or afford their lifestyle. Uh, and I think that that is what separates us as as Christians, as people mm-hmm. who depend on God for our provision, is that we don't look towards bro- broadcast or any other career yeah. to provide for us. We know that ultimately it's God who provides for us. Um, He is our Jehovah Jireh, so, yep. uh, literally transcribed as as uh or translated as as our provider. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's a confidence that we can have, knowing that our financial. Uh, stability it doesn't it doesn't come from man it comes from god and so w- you know we do encourage you especially you know if if you know that you have that solid foundation in the lord stand strong yeah. you know stand with your conviction stand with what you feel god is leading you to or what you feel um, is best for your medical decision best for for you um, and that's either way if you feel like you need to get vaccinated because that's the medical decision that's that's best for you then we encourage you to do that if you feel like you're being forced into it then we encourage you to stand strong strong because there is someone out there who provides for you. And there is someone out there who will provide stability for you, even when you don't see the long-term plan or the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good, good thing to point out is that, you know, whatever you're doing uh, to, to bring home money, whatever you're doing for work, that, that, that can't be your identity. Mm -hmm. That is not a fulfilling life. And that, that I believe is why some people made the decision to cave to these vaccine mandates is because their career, their jobs is their identity. Mm-hmm. They they're afraid to lose what they have, what they've invested in and what what gives them stability. And I encourage you not to live a lifestyle like that because it it, it, it ends up being unfulfilling. And it, it, our lives are bigger than a job. Our lives are bigger than a career. And God has called us to a higher purpose. And if this is if this ends up causing you to lose your job and lose your career, then just know that God has something bigger and better for you. Mm-hmm. And you, you need to hold on to that and have, have faith in that.
1: Right. Um, and we say that having having taken that step because yeah. you don't have anything lined up. Correct? Right. Right. right.
0: Yep. So um, my plan is to kind of uh, do freelance, spend more time doing stuff like this, um, and maybe possibly going back to school and getting a degree and seeing what the what the lord has for us in our in our next adventure.
1: Right. But ultimately waiting on God and waiting for the opportunity that he provides yeah. and waiting for whatever it is that he has and that's that's something that we can be confident in knowing that, you know, God has us and and he'll take care of us and he'll provide for us. So, um You know, I I don't think there's anything to. I know it's it's scary to to think about uh, in the long run, but I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. You know, we don't have to fear because we know who, uh, who guides us and we know who who provides for us. So
0: yeah, and. Uh, and we we don't say that lightly. We say that you know mm-hmm. with uh, based on scripture, right? I mean, there's things okay. in scripture that tells us that God will provide for us. Mm-hmm. Provide pro- all our needs. There's promises in scripture that tells us that God is by our side. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is not unbiblical. But uh, I mean, there are some people right now in the in the uh, media cycle who are saying in the name of God, but uh, aren't really taking that biblical approach.
1: Right. So we we call those uh, according to the word. We call those uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Oh. So okay. this week we have. Uh, our, so who's our wolf of the week? <laughs> yeah, our wolf of the week is is Governor Hochul from New York. Of course, uh, it's either you know New York or California. I swear they're the, they're the ones in the they're always the ones in the news for saying something stupid. But um, so uh, this <laughs> this past week i don't you know it's it it, the irony of this coming from uh somebody as wicked as she is but um governor Hochul this week says that god wants you to get vaccinated Mm. so i don't know if she heard that directly
0: yeah i don't know if she heard that you know when in her prayer time or during her revivals or whatever she's doing um, i don't know like i'm not
1: sure if she heard it as she was like campaigning for abortion oh like uh while while she's out there campaigning for the the loss of life and the murder of babies she's like hey by the way also god wants you to get vaccinated yeah so go, where did this come from
0: <laughs> this this article from the daily wire uh governor Holkel says uh those who are not vaccinated aren't she says quote aren't listening to god god wants you to get to the the this is her direct quote yes i know you're vaccinated you're the smart ones but you know there are people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. At at a, this was at a Christian cultural center service. Well, a lot of a lot of Christian cultural Christian things. cultural. Yeah, I don't know what that what is. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. we can't identify that one. We're not oh, sure I, what that means.
0: I didn't sense. even read this. It goes on to say, I need you to be my apostles. <laughs> I need you to go out and talk about it and say we owe this to each other. How pompous and how I self- centering. I need you to be my apostles. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. And, and then
1: she, she goes on to try to manipulate you with, uh, saying that Jesus taught us to, to love one another, yeah. that we need to love one another. That's what Jesus taught. And I, I'm just curious to know, like what, where she got this from, uh, please get vaccinated because I love you. Like yeah. I, does she though? I mean, d- has that been the consistent message from the governor since she's taken her position? Um, of course, uh, position that you know she got put into because our last governor who was just as bad it's it's funny I've heard a lot of people say Cuomo wasn't so bad was he and it's like no the, the thing is two bads don't make a right or yeah. whatever you're trying to say here like I, I you know he's just as bad as she is there they are they are two peas in a pod um you know they might not grope the same women but they bark <laughs> up the same trees when it comes to politics and yeah. uh, unfortunately it's just a, a lot of a lot of crazy Craziness. So God wants you to get vaccinated. You know this because our uh, Governor Hochul, uh, who has proven to be righteous in her actions so far, yeah. um, or
0: wrong. She's recruiting you to be She's, her apostles. She
1: is recruiting you to be her apostles.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And uh, um, someone that I used to listen to and talk radio when I lived in Rochester, uh, Bob Longsbury, he's he's fantastic. Uh, devoted Catholic, but uh, he is very very strong with uh biblical thinking and knows how to come up with some really good zingers. Uh, I used to listen to him like every day back and forth on the way to Bible college and back home and yeah, uh, he's a good family man, great guy. And he says this in a tweet. He says so when God wants to say something about vaccines, he has Democrats speak for him. Who does he go to when he wants to say something about abortion? And that's just like such a big zinger.
1: It is. It is. I mean, it's really curious. Like, you know, you, one of the things that, that we do as, um, as Christians is we, we try not to judge one another as far as, you know, as far as people go. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, I constantly feel judged by Christians. And it's, if you, if you are truly living a a godly life, um, then you're not judging those people around you. But what you do is you, you do judge the actions or the fruits. Yeah. So, um, so we don't judge people. Um, we don't judge, you know, like we're not sitting here like, oh, this person is this or this person mm-hmm. is that, but we do look at the fruit that's produced out of, out of their lives mm-hmm. and, and that's biblical. You will judge them by their fruits. And so I think that when you look at the political atmosphere that we see out of these democratic governors, that w- we judge them based on the fruit of their labor, the mm-hmm. fruit of their work. And uh, so that's where this, this, uh, uh you know, this, thought process comes in you know who who does he speak to when he's speaking about one subject or another because i i don't think um he is telling Governor Hochul that it's okay to murder babies, um, you know, while he's simultaneously telling her that she should recruit her apostles to get people vaccinated. It's just, it's very ironic. It's very, it's unbiblical. It's uh, typically out there.
0: Typically, we don't hold our politicians to kind of like that holy standard. Mm -hmm. But when you say that God is saying something, then that's when you, that's when you Judge them against the Bible and say, "Well, if you're saying that God's saying this, but then you also are saying that this is okay, uh, I think that's a contradiction in the Word, and I think that's a contradiction in what you're actually thinking is what God is saying."
1: Right. If you if you don't want to be held to a Christian standard, or if you don't want to be judged by that Christian standard Probably of, of keep your fruits, God out of it. <laughs> then you should you should not you should not quote our God and saying yeah. that God is is telling you to say something that He is not telling you to say. That's that's unbiblical. That that gets us a little a little fired up a little steamy, makes us a little mad when somebody says, well, God's saying this. We do not speak lightly when we say God says this, you know, that's not something you, you speak Uh, you know, that's not something you just willy nilly say, you know, I feel like God was telling me this, you know, like, that's not something you willy nilly say, because God speaks and he has a very, um, he has a very consistent message. He doesn't change. Mm -hmm. uh, And his, his Bible, this, his word is full of his consistent message. It's full of his character, and it's full of his examples. So um, when somebody says, well, God told me this, or God wants you to do this, or uh, so on and so forth, that opens you up to a whole nother level of scrutiny when it, when it, when it, comes to us I guess right. it's a little fired up yeah so um
0: yeah i know i know that we have we have a jam-packed show today i don't want to spend too much time on this but there's a clear distinction with us encouraging you viewers out there about what the bible says and how to trust in the lord mm-hmm. than to actually say oh god is telling you to do this right you know we're not sitting here telling you that you should or shouldn't get the vaccine because god said this or god said that what mm-hmm. we're telling you is we're taking scripture and promises of the bible And we're applying it to our daily lives. Right. Like God, we know that God doesn't want us to have a uh, lifestyle where we have our identity in our job. No, he wants us to have an identity in Christ, Mm and identity in who God is. And the Bible is very clear about that. So Mm -hmm. we're not telling you what God is saying specifically in a specific situation. We're applying God's promises in the Bible. So there's a clear distinction there. Right. So we're not sitting here as a holier-than-thou attitude. Right. We're sitting here as saying, okay, we're going to judge Governor Hochul because she Says that she is quoting God. She says that, oh, this is what God is telling you to do. Okay, well, let's line that up with other things that you're saying and let's line that up with what the Bible says.
1: Right, right. So because the Bible uh specifically is the word of God. Right. So the, the Bible isn't just a guideline. It's not just uh and, and people say, how can the Bible be the word of God? God didn't write it. Well God did write it. God wrote it um through the hands of, of man. He right. he every scripture is inspired by God. Every scripture is is breathed by God. So the the word or the Bible is God's word it is what he's speaking so when we say things like Jehovah Jireh is our provider when we say things like don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worry for itself Mm -hmm. when we say things like that that is coming directly from scripture that's coming from the word of God and so we say that and we say those things in confidence knowing that it is God's word and that God has spoken it consistently throughout the last you know couple thousand years yeah
0: and i I don't want this episode to be preachy but i just want to go like dig this up just a little bit more and say that like if if you have a hard time believing that god's god's word is actually god's word because it was written by man god has literally done everything through man since Mm -hmm. history began Mm -hmm. i mean jesus himself was a man so our messiah our god came down and sacrificed as a man Right. he I mean he he gave up his deity even though his he was fully man he was also still fully God mm-hmm. but you know a god has done everything throughout history through man because man is his greatest creation and right. that's that's the way that he decided that he wanted to play out his plan mm-hmm. so it, it it shouldn't be that much of a that much of a stretch mm-hmm. to know that God's word was breathed through man mm-hmm. and that it was inspired by man so Amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> let's, let's continue going on because this episode might be taken down before it's even over uh, because uh, YouTube updated its misinformation policy. Uh, this is courtesy of Channel 8 in Tampa. YouTube announced an expansion to their community guidelines on Wednesday focused on what the company could be called harmful misinformation relating to vaccines and other, other health-related topics. And the reason why I pulled up this article was because Governor Ron DeSantis has like consistently been all over this. Mm-hmm. and you know I, I'm really you know, really jealous of those guys down in Florida because they have an uh, a kick a governor. he's doing great things, and he seems to be responding every time uh, he's, he just keeps jabbing back. and this is what he had to say about it. He said it is disappointing to see YouTube and other big tech companies double down on their repudiation of free speech principles. The idea of free speech is based on the belief that when all are permitted to express their views, the truth will ultimately prevail. And that's so that's so true is that, you know, YouTube and big tech, Google and all these companies, they're trying to suppress things because they want their truth Mm -hmm. to be forefront. They want what their message is. They want their agenda. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, they're in, in cahoots with our administration, which seems to not know what truth is. Uh, it's whatever fits their agenda of the day. So y- getting all of this one-sidedness uh, is actually counterproductive and it's actually self-defeating because you end up with no truth. And yeah. I, and that's kind of like what I think the end goal is, mm-hmm. is that it do- it's not about truth. It doesn't matter what the truth is. It's whatever they want you to know, whatever information right. they want you to to get a hold of. And what DeSantis says is completely true when there's free speech that means that ever there's all sorts of expressions <laughs> and the more speech there is the better it is because that's how you the, the truth will always prevail that's how that's how the truth will prevail is by is by that speech
1: you know it's it's funny that all of this uh comes up at this time because uh if I remember correctly it was about Three, maybe three years ago, it might not have even been that long. Um, but the CEO at the time of Amazon, um, Jeff Bezos, founder and CEO, <clears throat> he since stepped down uh, from that CEO position. But he uh, made a decision to ban a book from right. from Amazon. Yep. Um, and I believe like, I, I'm I, I'm a little fuzzy on this, so don't quote me on it. But if I if I remember correctly, it was a uh, it, it was something to do with like a transgender.
0: Um Yeah, I think you're I think you're right about that topic. I can not remember exactly. Think...
1: It, it was it was something to do with like transgender education or educating your kids um on transgender issues or something to that yeah, effect. I but it was it was It was, was, was along not... the
0: lines of like trend, uh transgender like uh identity dysphoria, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it was it it was not um it was not pro. Um, it was not pro trans. It right. was it was uh, it was talking about the you know the health issues and stuff that lead people to transition, yeah. um, and and why they shouldn't. I, uh, if I if I remember correctly, I'm And you're right. Yeah, Jeff Bezos had that book banned from. Uh, mm-hmm. from Amazon, from sales on Amazon. And a lot of people were like, yeah, he's made the right decision. He should ban this book. It's so wrong, yada, yada, yada. And Elon Musk, actually, um, who surprises me quite often with the things yeah. that he comes out with because you kind of just really, you expect him to just go, Um, to go liberal. And he does, he does not always do that. He doesn't on a lot of topics, um, which might be why he moved to Texas recently. So he could, you know, get around some other people with, um, you know, a good thought process. But he came out and he uh, immediately said that this is why um, companies like Amazon should not exist. They should not be able to monopolize the market mm-hmm. um, and why companies like those should be should be broken down because they were limiting free speech. And he was like, this is dangerous. I'm going to call you out on it. You should not do this, so on and so forth. And he got co- quite a lot of, of flack for that, quite yeah. a lot of, of uh, you know people clapping back at him for it. Um, but he was so right because that kind of atmosphere where you ban books from being being sold on Amazon leads to the kind of uh, of a society where YouTube is pulling videos that they consider misinformation mm-hmm. uh, Facebook is pulling videos that the government considers misinformation um, actually I don't know if you've seen it recently but Facebook actually if you try to share an article now before you fully read the article it actually warns you yeah. and it says yeah. um, it says are you sure you want to read are you sure you want to share this without fully reading the article that's how misinformation is spread so um, so they're really pushing hard on that you Got Twitter, who's been banning a a lot of conservative people. Um, So you just have like this kind of atmosphere, and that stems from that, you know let's do it. Let's ban the book from Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just a big, I'm a big advocate for people are smart enough to decide what they want to read. They're smart enough to yeah. decide what they want to purchase. And I, I know that you probably are looking around whatever room you're in and you're like, are we sure about that? Yes, absolutely. I believe yeah. that people are free. This is America. You should have access to the literature that you desire, whether it is right or whether it is wrong, because you are free in this country to express uh, free speech to to read we are not communist china we, right, right. <laughs> we do not ban books we don't ban people from from speaking we don't ban all of that we allow people to speak and then we yeah. allow the american people to look at them and say whether that is okay or it's not okay and we allow consumerism to uh to either promote or or tear down the yeah. things that are right or and, wrong and,
0: and and like i with with you talking about that i just think of what is the big deal if you think something is wrong or if somebody thinks something is wrong even if you think that that book on Amazon was wrong mm-hmm. how do you know that it's wrong you know what i mean like if you if you couldn't make that conscious decision to know that it's wrong how do you know it is mm-hmm. so it, let's say okay let's say we have apples and oranges that that can be sold to you we'll just say apples and oranges and the government says that oranges are wrong, but you've never actually seen an orange. You've never tasted an orange. You've never felt an orange. You, you don't know that it's actually wrong because the government has said it and you have never seen it. You don't even know what the color of an orange is. Let's say that. And all you have available to you is apples. And you're missing out on what an orange could be in your life, whether you like it, whether you decide you like it or not. Mm-hmm. The, the government says, no, you, you're not going to like an orange. The or- oranges are bad. But you, how do you know you've never had an orange? So like the, the thing is is that once we have been limited to the ideas and the the things that we have access to what could potentially be said as wrong is actually right. right. The, and like it comes to it comes to mind, bringing it back to the Bible there are a plethora. Pr- oh, I almost just tipped over my microphone. Here we go. <laughs> There's a plethora of things that we are not to do as Christians right. that that are that are bad and the reason why is because it teaches us what's good. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know what's wrong, then how do we know what is actually good?
1: Right, which centers back to something we've said before is that if your morality is based upon man or man's law or mm-hmm. man's dictation, then your morality uh, changes. Your What you believe is right or wrong changes with what society believes is right or yeah. wrong, which is why our morality should always be based on the constant, which is God. Our morality should always uh, be based on the word of God because that is something that never changes. God is consistent in his word he is consistent um, and in 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 all of time he's consistent with being fair he's consistent with being just and so when we base our morality off of anything other than God um, then morality shifts morality changes according mm-hmm. to the society that you live in uh, so that's that's why it's so important to have that consistent basis there. I feel like we're 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 preaching, man. Yeah,
0: we're preaching today. Tell you <laughs> Hopefully what, you're along it's, strapped it's, in along for the ride. It's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's Sunday. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh moving on to uh some some other stuff. Uh California's been making this rotation in the news and Governor Gavin Newsom is uh, he didn't get voted out, so he's in full effect doing his thing. And he pushed for the first vaccine mandate for school ch- children, uh, courtesy of the Associated Press. Uh, California is posed to impo- impose the nation's first coronavirus vaccine mandate for school children. This was announced on Friday. And um, he said that the when the government is finished fully vetting the vaccine for ages 12 to 15 and 5 to 11 then he will enforce it for right. schools.
1: So it looks like as soon as the FDA approves uh, the vaccine for um, that 12 to 15 year old age group, then it'll be uh, mandated for that age group. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they um, they approve it, the FDA approves it for five to 11, then they'll mandate that. So it, it sounds like they're going to roll it out as soon as it's FDA approved, Yeah. Uh, which uh, from reports that I've read, they're looking at having a vaccine that is uh available for 5 to 11 year olds by uh, by um Halloween. Mm. So
0: interesting. Whether
1: that will come to fruition or not, I'm not sure, um but I know that that was kind of the goal that they were looking for and then from there obviously the FDA will have to approve it. So we'll see uh, the timeline there but Yeah, so we've got Governor Newsom, and we've got a couple other governors. Um, actually, Governor Hochul, uh, made headlines again this week saying that she's coming after the private sector of healthcare next because Mm. a lot of these nurses and uh, doctors that have been let go from their positions in, uh, the in in, uh, healthcare that is, um, run by the by the state, uh, they were looking to get into privatized healthcare, and so her way of going after those people is to attack privatized healthcare next. So we're seeing, uh, these governors. They can't force everyone to get to get vaccinated. They can't just put out a mandate yeah, saying everyone yeah. in the state ha- is required to get vaccinated. They can't do that. So what they're doing is they're going after all of these sectors of, yeah. of jobs, these sectors of people. Um, if you want your kid to be educated, now they're gonna have to be vaccinated. If you wanna work, now you're gonna have to be vaccinated. So their way of forcing vaccination upon everyone is by targeting these specific groups of people.
0: I'm curious to know because it says California already has a mask requirement for school children. Mm-hmm. This mandate for vaccine will affect more than 6.7 million public and private school students so it's also a private school mm-hmm. um, i'm curious to know when this mandate takes effect will they still have to mask
1: oh i'm sure because uh california uh in certain areas, requires masking even for, even for, for the, uh, vaccinated. the vaccinated. So I'm sure that uh, in school, you will still be forced yeah. to vaccinate. I know locally, our schools um, they are still forced to mask even mm-hmm. if they're vaccinated. So our school, our school kids that are local, they're still having to mask uh, even with vaccinations.
0: Yeah. So we'll be so. we'll be following this to see if it holds true and if it goes through. And well, who knows? I'm I'm sure New York will be next to do something like this as well. So. Yeah,
1: I'm sure. And and California didn't just make news for their vaccine mandates. What else is going on there
0: yeah so uh a lot of things happening in uh our if you've noticed our grocery stores our electronic stores uh even amazon they're running low stock mm-hmm. on pretty much everything and a good portion of that is uh freighters coming from overseas coming from the the uh asia and uh other areas they've been held up in california so a lot of a lot of reports not sure exactly what the number is. Um, I've read a post that there's 56 freights that are there. There's over 150. There's, but anyways, there's, cargo freights that are actually being stuck in california due mm-hmm. to the shortage of truck drivers right and things like that where they're not able to get their supplies off cargo ships and get them into your grocery stores so
1: right so if you've been recently fired because of your vaccine mandates we need truck drivers <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so this truck driver shortage is really taking an impact and um the the morning wire uh, a daily wire podcast they were talking about this and they were talking about how it's going to lead to uh, good shortages and longer shipping times, and eventually higher rates for products.
1: Right, and unfortunately, it's it started to cause a bit of a panic in certain places because mm-hmm. people are getting these pre-coronavirus vibes, where um like toilet right. paper and paper towels and stuff were like not found. Um, hand sanitizer, people were like buying it by like the dozens and stuff. I'm interested to see like how much hand sanitizer a lot of people still have in their <laughs> storage closets, yeah. you know. Um, but I I was sitting over here like. Like, what in the world is going on you know luckily we had just uh we had just bought a a, a thing of toilet paper when the whole coronavirus thing yeah. went down or else we'd have been in trouble cuz you couldn't find it anywhere you yeah. know um but so it, it's starting to lead to that kind of panic though um mm-hmm. so stores to compensate for it are actually like spreading product out on the shelf yep, yep. they're um I know, they're... like Sam's,
0: like big like big stores like uh uh what would you call them like the large quantity stores like big like big lots and like Cam's and Costco's or mm-hmm. Cam's <laughs> Sam's Club and Costco and stuff like that. They're they're spreading out their stuff right. across their aisles so to make it look like they're fuller than they actually are.
1: Right, right. A lot of the grocery stores are doing that as well. Um, you know, like a product that would normally take up one row, they're yeah. putting into two or three rows so that way they can make it look like they have um, more stock uh, in, in the store that they have more product on the shelves because uh, they're afraid that it's this panic buying is going to only get worse because mm-hmm. they've started to see some effect of it where people are like, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're not going to have food. We're not going to have food. Um, so uh, there's a there's been a lot of rumors going around that this is a, a government um, a, a government shortage that the the mm. government is actually holding these cargo ships off uh, uh, off the ports um, when in fact it's it's really a lack of truck drivers is a lack of people being able to deliver it. So uh, they're trying to avoid this this mass panic buying by mm-hmm. by spreading things out on the shelves. yeah so we we encourage you if if you don't have you know, a, a little bit of of reserve you know make sure you pick up a couple extra cans of something but please don't please don't go panic buying and buy all the toilet paper because uh you know that's not yeah. It's not healthy, and it's hard, especially for people who live on a budget or older people who are not able to get as much at certain times. Uh, when you panic buy and you buy up all the stuff on the shelves, it, it stops those people from being able to eat. So yeah, uh, yeah. please be responsible. And- yeah,
0: we encourage you to buy what you need. You right. know, I mean, if you want a little bit of extra, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you know, this this thing this idea of buying everything so mm-hmm. that you have it. I mean, it it really does cause somebody else to. Uh, right. be able to get something that they actually need right and like like you said I mean these people some people live on a budget and some people are waiting for you know whether it's their food stamps or whether it's you know their welfare that uh, they need they, they have to wait for it right. So th- right once they get it they spend it and then they have to wait for it to come back so there it's not like they have the luxury of just being able to put it on a credit card or buy it whenever they want Right. Uh, so you know, keep those of things your in mind. Retired people or yeah. people
1: living on social security, those checks come in once a month, so right. they have to wait for that stuff to come in. So, so yeah, just be courteous of the people around you. You know, be be a responsible consumer and yeah. and think about the others around you. You know, and and help those people out. If you see an older person in the store struggling with their with their groceries, help them out. See what they need. See if you can help them get their stuff in the cart. You know, so uh, just try to be try to be a good neighbor. Try to pay it forward there. But um, yeah, so those cargos are are held up. And uh that's not really the only controversy that's going on this week. We've got still uh some stuff going on from Afghanistan, yeah, some so, news coming out from yep. our military leaders, yeah
0: military leaders had a hearing this week uh and they were they were kind of grilled about uh what how Afghanistan transpired, and what their thoughts were, what conversations they had with the President, and basically how the plans went down with pulling out of Afghanistan and the biggest news. Is that it seems that Biden was was lying, right. and I mean this this isn't a Wait, surprise. The, yeah, this isn't a surprise <laughs> with people who have been following with this closely. Um, but he he he's been put on blast this week for uh, top top generals directly contradicting what Biden said about Afghanistan. So mm-hmm. if you remember, uh, I I remember this was only just a few months ago that Biden was uh, interviewed by Greg Stephanopoulos. and. Greg uh, Stephanopoulos asked asked him, uh, "Did has anybody told you to uh, keep?" I
1: just, I just got attacked by a bee.
0: You got attacked in by the, a bee in the studio. Oh no! <laughs> I just oh, right I there. I
1: know. I was trying to ignore it, but it's it's uh. Oh, so it was on a rampage. <laughs> That's gonna be distracting.
0: <laughs> Should we kill it?
1: I'll tell you what, man. Anything can happen here on For the Republic.
0: Yeah, anything. We yeah.
1: just we just got attacked in our own house. <laughs> so, Do you think that's a, a a drone bee? Remember that episode of uh what's that show that we like? From uh
0: Was it a Black Mirror episode or was it, Black, a, doc- yes, was it a doctor? No, Who it was a Black episode? Mirror
1: episode. But the yeah. uh the bees, they were robotic and they were going into people's ears and oh boy. and scrambling their brains.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna kind stare it, at it, uh, this whole time. <laughs> if right, we, we don't
1: make it through this episode, you know what happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Stay there, be a nice B. All right.
1: It's funny because who would ever post this episode if we didn't make it through?
0: I know. I know, right? <laughs> so uh anyways, we're talking about Biden and yeah. yeah, so he said that nobody advised him to keep troops in Afghanistan. That all of his leaders mm-hmm. told him to pull out completely. But uh General McKenzie, uh General Milley, uh Sen uh Senator Cotton was talking to I think the, it's Miley. Miley. I think it's Millie.
1: Pretty sure it's Miley. I'm pretty sure it's General Miley.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I'll, maybe. you tell us. Let us know in the comments if it's Millie or Miley. Yes. I think it's Millie. She says it's Miley.
1: Do you, Do you, how would you, uh, you, like, people have to, like, sound it out in the comments? Yeah. Because if they just type, no, it's General M-I-L-L-E-Y, we're still going to be in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's General Miley, though.
0: Yeah. Well, I say Millie. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, so we, was- should,
1: we should wager something on this. I tell you what, man.
0: They they both they both recommended at least twenty five hundred troops at the time of bowling out, and even as far back as uh, fall of last year of twenty twenty, they said they they recommended forty five hundred troops, and so this was this was something that they believe when they were being under when they were under oath at a hearing, they said that they believe that President Biden knew knew this that they that he understood he was he understood the conversation that they were having and the recommendations that they were given right so this goes directly against what uh president biden said in numerous interviews Mm -hmm. and what jen Psaki would try to portray and so this is this is kind of a big deal because Mm -hmm. um uh, the it seems to be that the the pattern of this administration is oh okay we'll take responsibility for it but it's so-and-so that caused this to happen or it's so-and-so that caused this to happen or right. it's this group of people and uh, one of the big things uh, about the afghan pullout and why it was as bad as it was was because biden was blaming his military leaders and mm-hmm. his advisors mm-hmm. and it's pretty clear at this point if it wasn't clear before that his military advisors was saying this the whole time and, right. and, it,
1: and there were there were some initial reports on this and the white house has been uh, pretty adamantly denying it but there were yeah. some initial reports on this that uh that his generals had advised him that the intelligence that he was acting off of had uh, was outdated and incorrect um and that it was it was likely going to cause some issues so the these were things that they were kind of coming out with after uh, because they were they received a lot of criticism mm. uh from the afghanistan pullout it wasn't just the Biden administration that received it, was um, the military generals as well. And they were like, listen, we kept telling him not to do this type yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, and the White House really denied that uh, instantly and said, no, man, those generals, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, so this is this is something that uh, we're now uh, seeing these this is actually being confirmed, uh, kind of yeah. like the drone strike, yep. you know, where they adamantly denied the drone strike happening um, in the way that it did or that it was a failure. They adamant de- adamantly denied that. Um, and then it turned out that what people were saying was actually true, mm-hmm. um, that it was a failure. So.
0: And this goes back to kind of uh, what we were talking about with the YouTube medical misinformation is that, you know, that we are only getting... Mainstream what the administration Mm -hmm. wants to put forth, and this wasn't even though you could find information about it, you it wasn't like firsthand where you could confirm it, and it was just like this was generalization. This is what we you know what we think, and you know I'll give credit where credit is due. It seemed like Fox News was the only major media source that was actually saying back in May, April. That, you know, it was Peter Ducey that was saying to Jen Psaki, like, isn't his military advisor saying that, you know, you shouldn't pull out completely and blah, blah, right. blah. And that's that That's kind of like the only thing that we had to work with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when when we're only getting half of the story or when we're only getting, you know, it's it's moving towards that kind of socialist, you know, communist government where. You know the government can never do anything wrong. It's always somebody else's problem. It's always somebody else's fault. And this is a scary place to be. And this it's
1: it's scary that they control what Facebook is putting out as misinformation or uh, correct information because we've seen so many uh, blatant lies from Mm -hmm. this White House. So it's like you know if they're controlling the information that is considered false or correct, then what is actually? What is actually correct? Right. What is what's the what's the actual truth that's that's yeah. behind there? Because so much of what they said has been consistently not just like uh, misinformation or a misspeak or something like that, but it's been actual actual blatant lying mm-hmm. from from the White yeah. House. Yep. So that's concerning.
0: Yeah, it's very concerning because the, their their goal is to alleviate any uh, any criticism towards the administration. They mm-hmm. th- and so like. And so whatever they need to do to cover things up or what, whatever they need to do to, you know, change wording to mm-hmm. make it seem s- a situation better than it is, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with the border, right. uh, the, the optics of moving people. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of the border, uh, we actually the the. Uh, uh, Biden administration is being sued. Right. Is that right. correct?
1: Yeah, so they're being sued by um by a town in Texas that borders uh pretty much where all of the uh, Haitian stuff was yeah. happening a couple weeks ago where there was like 15,000 immigrants lined up under the bridge. So they they're actually suing the Biden administration over uh the immigration policies that are happening right now. And it's funny because you you know, a lot of people look at Texas and they're like, man, Texas is the only one that has a problem with this. And they're not really because even uh former president Obama came out this week and said that uh, the open border is not a sustainable policy right, right. Um, so he criticized Biden's open border policy uh, even um, Fox News host from the elections
0: from the elections
1: oh my goodness from the first election debate
0: oh you're talking about um, the uh, the left-leaning uh, anchor what? it's
1: it's it's uh, Chris. Uh, skipping my 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 mind right now.
0: I would know I would know this, but can, now that you're wa- trying to recall see. it, I can't.
1: I can literally see his face. Uh, uh, but even he came out this week. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. I Chris didn't even Wallace. have to, even have it to type is. it. I got there it. it. Chris. Chris <laughs> Wallace. Uh, so Chris Wallace from the the infamous uh, first presidential debate of uh, of uh, the 2020 election. So uh, he even came out and said it's time yeah. to build a wall. And I mean, so that's that's saying something when you you had someone who literally single handedly was was sitting there trying to help Biden get elected. And now he's coming out saying, "Listen, you know, I'm, I'm 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 on the I'm on the I'm on the fence train here, yeah. um, literally on the fence." And uh, I was you I know. was
0: thinking about this, you know, uh, the other night, and I was thinking like, "Why?" I remember a conversation that we had with someone who was against a wall, and they're they're what they came at us with was that, you know, if we build a wall, then we're saying F you to those who want to come into our country. Mm-hmm. You know, this country was built on immigration, and we're saying F you to those when we build a wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, I'm, like, well, like, take, like, a theme park, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, a theme park has walls. Right. And they allow anybody to come in. So, like, right. even if you believe that anybody sh- should be allowed to come in, mm-hmm. doesn't matter who they are, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a wall because right. that, there's
1: still a process. There's still a process to coming in order into to the coming place. In. right so,
0: I mean, like you would rather have a, a no record or no knowledge of who's coming into the country and just being able to. There could be somebody who's a terrorist from Mexico mm-hmm. that comes in and is living next to you.
1: Right, because we're not just talking about. I, I mean, we say we saw this uh, clear with you know the Haitian. Uh, crisis at the border a couple weeks ago. These we're not talking about we're just having an open border to Mexico and those who are persecuted in Mexico are coming through. Mm-hmm. Anybody yeah. who can get to Mexico can come through the border.
0: Right,
1: right. So we're we're not talking about this is not this is not singled yeah, you think, into like one group you of think people, Mexico one ethnicity, one right. race. This is not singled into any specific thing. It is it is specifically for anyone who can get to Mexico. They yeah. can get to the border and they can get through the border yeah do you
0: think if al-qaeda had the resources to get to mexico you don't think they wouldn't
1: right right. like i
0: mean that that's that's exactly what they would do is if they wanted to have a terrorist attack on u.s soil right they would get to mexico and mexico isn't going to be like oh are you planning on hurting americans Mm -hmm. like no like that's not how they don't care they don't care that's (laughs) not how it works they just want
1: texas back (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so a lot of things happening with the border. Uh, uh, real quick, before we get into for of the Entertainment, we have one uh, small story that we're tracking. Uh, there was a Marine that was in thrown into the brig and who's actually being jailed because he came out against the Biden administration. Right. So uh, apparently he had uh, a video on social media and this Marine, uh, in, in reaction to that me- uh, video on social media, he was given a gag order. Mm-hmm. And he broke that gag order. And he broke the uh, chain of command, and his parents say this: he broke chain of command. His crime was speaking truth to power, and power couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. While he broke chain of command, they broke the chain of trust and confidence in the American people. We're mad about it. So
1: I'm curious to see if we have any uh, military viewers. Maybe uh, you can shed some light on this in the comment. But I, uh, what what really I'm I'm curious of what constitutes as a a legal gag order. Yeah, because um. My understanding is that when uh, when a military member uh, pledges mm-hmm. or when he swears allegiance, that his first and foremost is to uphold the Constitution yeah. um, against any enemy, foreign, foreign or domestic. Or domestic. Yeah. Correct. So... Um, if there is a perceived threat to the Constitution or to what is what is right as far mm-hmm. as um the Constitution dictates, uh, then they have the right to uphold that or um to to act against that perceived yeah. threat.
0: And and like like you were saying, like we would we would encourage you, you know, military viewers who are in the military, please comment or let us know, reach out to us, but. I mean, we're, we don't consider ourselves experts, but from what I understand from my understanding of a gag order, a gag order is uh, enforced in order to protect uh, top secret information right. or if, if somebody if somebody in the military saw something that could jeopardize a plan or right, jeopardize... Right. Um, a uh, mission or mm-hmm. jeopardize uh, American lives, then they're given a gag order.
1: Right. Um, so, and I'm not really sure. It seems like, and and I could be wrong on this. It could be that we just haven't seen everything that he said, but it seems to me like most of what this, uh, this guy has done is he has... Spoken out in criticism over the over things that have come out. Mm. So over the the things stuff that's that, already public right, knowledge. Right, stuff that's yeah. already public knowledge. So I'm not sure um, what the legalities of issuing a gag order there. If that's if that's legal. If that's I you know I'm yeah. not really sure how how all of that works. So maybe our viewers, you know, you can enlighten us. Uh, make sure to comment. Let us know what you think about this story. Look into it, um, and just you know, kind of kind of give us your opinion yeah. on what's going on with that.
0: Yeah. So, so this week on for the entertainment, we have uh, a jam pack for the entertainment. We'll try to blast through it real quick. Uh China in the 2022 Olympics, they actually announced that nobody outside of China can actually see uh right. view the Olympics. Right. So, um th- that's that's just the uh being at the events, right? right. Only can...
1: only only Chinese uh citizens that have the proper vaccinations and have followed the proper COVID-19 protocol can actually be at the event to view the event.
0: Mm. So. so yeah, that's a, a pretty big bombshell because the whole point of the Olympics is to have, you know, different cultures, countries come together right. and, you know, compete in sports. Typically. Yeah. So
1: I wonder if next they'll only allow Chinese competitors as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be following that story. Uh the NBA, they uh yep. how are they handling the vaccine mandate? What's going on with that?
0: Yeah, so the NBA vaccine mandate. So they are allowing players Uh, who don't have a vaccine Mm -hmm. to play however it is uh, on a per city basis Mm -hmm. so players um, who are not vaccinated but for example have a team that's in a city that requires their stadium to be vaccinated then they can't play home games or if you are in a you know most of them are going to be in the south. If you if you play for a team in the south that doesn't have a vaccine mandate, mm-hmm. you go to another city who does require a vaccine mandate, then you also can't play. So, um this is this is very uh it, even though the NBA, I feel like this is the NBA's way of saying like, "Oh, we're not going to be responsible for mm-hmm. uh these these players not playing, so like don't get mad at us. This is a, right. a per city kind of decision, right. but it, it it affects it affects pretty dominantly uh popular players. Mm-hmm. So um I, I'm curious to see like when the season starts what the fallout is gonna be from this. But right. um I, I, I'm really I'm really impressed with some of the players. They're actually sticking by their guns. They're they're okay with getting the the backlash. They're okay with being the face of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. I think I saw an article of uh of one of the players saying, I'm okay with being the face of the unvaccinated because mm-hmm. I'm sticking by my guns and you know, it also religious exemptions were denied for uh, these mandates on these in these cities. And despite the pressure from the media, LeBron James, of all people, he even came out and said that, you know, I think it should be a personal choice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, you know, there should be any people forced to get the maxi mandate. And I mean, like, that's exactly right, is that, you know, at least, you know, even though we don't ally with, align with these people politically, I mean, at least they have a half a brain to know that, hey, I'm vaccinated, I'm protected. So right. I I know that when I get COVID, I it's not going to be as bad as if I was unvaccinated. I, it's not going to bother me. According if you're, to the science. According to the science, <laughs> it, it it's not going to bother me that you're unvaccinated because right. I've taken all the precautions I can. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's kind of what the thought process should be,
1: right? Right? Yeah, and uh, I I I agree with that. I uh, think I think the NBA is a little crazy. I think the NFL was a little crazy with mm-hmm. their with their vaccine requirements. I yeah. think uh, all of it's a little crazy. And speaking of crazy. Disney.
0: Yeah, Disney. Disney is uh ha- has a new lawsuit uh that which uh when when we get the details on that, we'll uh we'll discuss those. Uh basically, it's a uh, it's a lawsuit that uh Marvel writers who uh originally worked on the original characters of like Spider-Man mm-hmm. and those characters, they they want they want more of their rights back, so they want more royalties. Mm-hmm. Um Disney is uh has the argument that they were They were kind of like contracts for hire so Mm -hmm. that they don't have the rights to them. But Mm -hmm. uh, so like so that we'll see what that transpires. Um, But another lawsuit is actually coming up uh, is closing a lawsuit that we talked about with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. Uh, The details weren't given, but Scarlett Johansson did come out and spoke positively about Disney. They said that they worked out. The dispute, so I'm guessing she got a payout. That 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 information wasn't disclosed. She, but, got, a,
1: she got a ton of money. But
0: I'm guessing she got a pretty good <laughs> chunk of change. She even said, you know, I'm looking forward to working with Disney in the future on yeah, future projects. That so.
1: that uh that made me wonder. Her saying that she's looking forward to working with them in the future it made me wonder if there was some sort of like a movie deal for the future right. in there as well. Yeah. So you know, who knows? We don't know the details of that. But she has settled her lawsuits just hush hush. Yeah, yep. We're not privy to the information. Us, us regulars.
0: Yeah, us. <laughs> okay. uh, sp- me are peasants.
1: <laughs> you know, speaking of of, of uh peasants, uh <laughs> your feels good. Feels good to be a Steelers fan right yeah. now. <laughs>
0: are your Steelers peasants Is out there? No, are?
1: No. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, so we got two.
0: I think pretty big, challenging games this week. Um, the Broncos are. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Will it be challenging for Green Bay? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, do you feel challenged? <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> we're just wondering. We got Green Bay. Are you guys home?
1: We are not home. We're okay, at Green so, Bay. So
0: you're visiting you're visiting Green Bay. We're
1: going we're going right into Aaron Rodgers' backyard after losing the Bengals last week.
0: Yeah. Yep. So and will the Broncos will be at home against have, the Ravens. I can
1: just picture like Aaron Rodgers this week and like in like prepping for this game. Uh I, I just picture him being like a Spongebob in the episode where Spongebob tries to tries to get into the the Tough Guys Club, and he's like lifting the stu- the stuffed animals, mm. you know, like that's that's how I feel like that's Aaron Rodgers Aaron probably Rodgers. prepared for this game this week. He's just over there like just pumping iron with his with his like stuffed animals on the end because you it's, know that's all he needed.
0: A real quick note about Aaron Rodgers: I'm not liking his. This like man bun thing that he's got going on because it's like very similar to mine and it just doesn't work for him it makes it it makes it look like a bad hairstyle it makes it look like I have a bad hairstyle I
1: feel like Aaron Rodgers looks like he aged 15 years since last year when he had his dispute with Green Bay it was like it was like he got in a fight with his wife you know his, his, his Green Bay wife and uh because he's he's not actually married, um, but he you know he got in a fight with Green Bay and uh, it, and it just like it just aged him significantly yeah. like some sort of like bad marriage you know mm. you always see like you'll see people that have like these really bad marriages where like they fight all the time and they always just look like really really like tired and like like their their eyes always look puffy and mm. they just look miserable all the time and I feel I feel like that is Aaron Rodgers this year like he just he looks like he aged fifteen years since last year in fact I was laughing about it a couple weeks ago and I was like, "Well, he's got to be in his 40s, right?" And he's going to get married to Shailene Woodley. She's like, you know, just a couple years younger than me. And then I looked it up. He's like he's only like 4 years older than me. He's like in his 30s. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I think he's 30, he's like mid 30s, like
0: 37
1: or 38 37, something 38. like that. I don't know, yeah. something. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers is in his 30s." I thought that guy was like pushing mid 40s with the way he looked. Mid 40s. He's playing, I was thinking, playing football. I was thinking like, man, he's right up there with Tom Brady. What's Tom Brady like 44 or something now? I don't even know. No, but.
0: I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers came into the league after Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah,
1: well, I, I'm, clearly because he's like you know, thirty six or yeah. thirty seven, something like that. Yeah, but he I think looks old. Two
0: thousand six. Ben Roethlisberger was two thousand four. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers two thousand six. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, what are your what wow, are your back predictions? To a,
1: back to the actual information. Yeah. Guy, what so. are, what
0: are your predictions? Uh, T J. Watts out still.
1: No. T.J. No. Watt was full practice the last two days. Oh. He's questionable. He's questionable. He's questionable, folks. Yep. Uh, we do have Highsmith back, though, so that's good. Uh, last week we didn't have Highsmith or T.J. Watt. That obviously shows um, our O line though took a took a beating last week. We had a a couple guys go down for their O line, and they are not in. So, um, so that 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 could be. <laughs> they weren't doing anything. anyway. let's be honest, they weren't doing anything anyway. So um, we're just gonna put some sticks out there, <laughs> sticks that were <laughs> – this is all, and they're gonna move them every time. Like the, hopefully the sticks block the. You know, you know, put the so. put the dummy
0: the dummy guys that the offensive lineman hit when they yeah block. yeah yeah. yeah. That's what, honestly, that's what we should do. Yeah. you
1: know, hopefully, you know, Najee Harris can get a few yards if we put the if we put the little dummies out there. So yeah, so uh, I'm, that's...
0: I'm gonna I'm actually the for the first week don't go don't get mad at me, but I am actually gonna predict the Steelers to lose. Mm. So hopefully that they win if I predict them to lose. We're
1: all predicting the Steelers to lose <laughs> Steelers are predicting the Steelers to lose.
0: <laughs> I think the score is going to be. 24 to 10
1: 20, 24 to 10 I'm I'm I am good with that. I think you said something earlier. You said you, th- you think they you think they might score seventeen. I said you think they're gonna score over ten. We didn't score over ten against the Bengals. <laughs> Although I mean yeah, I was great. gonna
0: say 24-17, but I don't think it's gonna be that close. No, I don't,
1: I don't think so either. I mean Green Bay did screw up the first game of the season, but it seemed like they kind of learned a lesson there. So I think they're on football now. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, and then Broncos are uh, at home and Ravens are visiting Broncos. So mm-hmm. we we've, we've got a, an interesting matchup there. Uh, a lot of people speaking pretty highly about the. Ravens uh of course I still think they're trash so yes, yes. you know AFC AFC North you know, we got some we got some tough rivalries but uh I still think they're trash so I honestly think that Denver's going to going to look pretty good they've got a great run defense going on right now I think number 2 right now uh which really limits um really limits uh lamar Lamar jackson Jackson. Uh, lamar jackson does a lot of running he gets he gets gets real confused he's he's like am i supposed to throw the ball i'm not sure then he runs with it so i feel like denver uh, can probably take care of that so i'm actually predicting uh, (laughs) this is gonna be an an odd score here but i'm actually predicting 27 broncos 20 27 to 16
0: Oh, okay. That wow. is my
1: that is my prediction. I think the right. I think the Ravens might score a touchdown, and then it's probably going to look like a lot of field goals after that. And then, uh, you know, I think the I think that uh, Denver's going to have a mix of both. One two,
0: four field goals. Four. All right. Three. Are Th- three.
1: For so for seven, the Ravens.
0: Seven, oh yeah, three field goals. Yeah. you I yeah. think three, three field goals. So
1: 20, it's 27-16. Okay. Go Broncos. All
0: right. Well, guys. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode. We'll see you next week.
1: (laughs) That was crazy.